raising his eyes toward his disciples, Jesus said, Blessed are you who are poor, for the kingdom of God is yours. Blessed are you who are now hungry, for you will be satisfied. Blessed are you who are now weeping, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you and when they exclude and insult you and denounce your name as evil on account of the Son of Man. Rejoice and leap for joy on that day. Behold, your reward will be great in heaven. For their ancestors treated the prophets in the same way. But woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. But woe to you who are filled now, for you will be hungry. Woe to you who laugh now, for you will grieve and weep. Woe to you when all speak well of you, for their ancestors treated the false prophets in this way. My dear brothers and sisters in Christ, in our first reading, St. Paul is saying that we should learn to rehearse how to live in heaven now. St. Paul wants us to already start practicing what it is like to be in heaven, so to speak. St. Paul wants us to, 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 to begin living heaven now, to begin our practice of heaven now, the life of heaven. He says, I tell you, brothers, the time is running out. From now on, let those having wives act as not having them. Those weeping as not weeping. Those rejoicing as not rejoicing. Those buying as not owning. Those using the world as not using it fully. For the world in its present form is passing away. The key words here is, he keeps saying, as not, as not, or as if. I tell you, brothers, the time is running out. From now on, let those having wives act as if or as not having them. Those weeping as if you are not weeping. So as if, as if. Those buying as if not owning. And those using the world as if not using it fully. For the world in its present form is passing away. You know, the scriptures are very clear on this. Heaven and earth will pass away, but the word of God will remain. So what St. Paul is saying is that from the first part, he talks about the fact that marriage is important. There's no argument about that. As long as we are on this earth, we need marriage. God commands us to marry and procreate and fill the earth. We need marriage on this earth. But Jesus also tells us in the Gospels, Matthew 22, I'll leave the verse for you. Go and read the whole of Matthew 22 and get a verse where Jesus talks about the fact that there will be no marriage in heaven. I will ask you tomorrow. Get the verse where in Matthew 22, where Jesus says there will be no marriage in heaven. So St. Paul is encouraging us to begin to live as if we are in heaven. We should begin practicing. We should begin rehearsing our heavenly life here on earth. And so that is what he's talking about. So St. Paul underscores the importance of marriage. Marriage is important, but he's saying that we should begin to learn or begin to practice how we will live in heaven. 
And that is why the gospel is very key to the understanding of this passage. It says, raising his eyes toward his disciples, Jesus said, Blessed are you who are poor, for the kingdom of God is yours. Who are the poor? Jesus is not praising any physical poverty. There is nothing good, so to speak, coming out of physical poverty, except when your physical poverty draws you closer to God. When your physical poverty humbles you and draws you closer to God, it is good. But if you are poor, to the extent that you don't respect God, you are angry with God, and you go and steal or commit crimes, that is not good. And in fact, God doesn't, doesn't desire that we be poor. God wants us to be rich. God wants us to have enough, so to speak, to take care of our body and our souls and to be blessings to any other person we meet who is in need. So please don't glory or praise physical poverty. Friends, we don't, God is not asking us to be poor. God is asking us to be rich. In fact, God desires that we be rich. We be rich and be able to take care of the poor. We will not be able to take care of the poor if we are physically poor, so to speak, financially poor. No. The poor in this context refers to those who acknowledge their need of God. So whether you are poor or you are rich financially, you can be poor in this context. If you are a rich person and you allow God, you acknowledge God as a source of your riches, and you still acknowledge the truth that without God, you are nothing with your riches, you are poor in this context. That is a poor poverty in spirit. And if you are a poor person financially also, and you acknowledge that only God can help you and you depend on God and you depend and declare that you need God, you are still poor in spirit and you are a friend of God. And indeed, the kingdom of God is yours. The kingdom of God, which is peace, joy, and righteousness will be yours. For a poor person financially or a rich person financially who acknowledges his need of God, who acknowledges and depends on God, by praying, by reading the word of God, whether you are poor or you are rich financially, if you still make time to draw closer to God in prayer, to read his word, to acknowledge God as your source of help and support, you will inherit the kingdom of God. You will experience the peace in the kingdom and the joy in the kingdom. And also it means you are righteous in Christ Jesus since you acknowledge him as your Lord and Savior, so to speak. And blessed are you who are now hungry, for you will be satisfied. What are you hungry for? Are you hungry to be in union with God? Are you hungry for righteousness? Are you hungry to see the good? Are you hungry to see the will of God established here on earth? In the Our Father, Jesus prayed that let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Are you hungry to see justice on earth? Are you hungry to see peace, to see joy? to see the right things done on earth. Are you hungry to see the will of God established on earth? Jesus declares that all those who hunger for that and are praying for that will be satisfied. God will honor such a prayer because you are praying in the will of God. And any prayer that is according to the will of God, Jesus declares that it will be answered. Blessed are you who are now weeping, for you will laugh. What is making you cry? Some version says, in Matthew it says, blessed are those who mourn. What are you grieving over? What are you mourning over? What are you weeping over? The injustices in the world. You are weeping and mourning for the injustices, for the poor of the world, those the downtrodden. You are, you are sad, you are mourning. If you are mourning because of these things, 
that since people are transgressing the, 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 the law of God, are transgressing the law of God, people are not treating others well. And you are longing to see them treated well. And you are longing to see the poor uh, treated with dignity. And because of all these, uh, the lack of these things, you are mourning what Jesus is saying that you will laugh because you share in the heart of God. And then at the end of it all, you will laugh. And in other words, also, the world is passing away. And once we are in tune with God, at the end of it all, we will laugh with God in heaven, so to speak. Blessed are you when people hate you and when they exclude and insult you and denounce your name as evil on account of the Son of Man. Friends, Jesus says in this world, as we try to be like him, people will hate us. Why not? If people are not willing to give up their evil practices and you are the light and you are shining your light and you are talking about the truth and challenging them to come out, they will hate you. And so Jesus is saying that if for his sake, if because we are trying to be light, to be his children, people hate us and call us names and say that we are even evil and insult us and say all kinds of negative things against us because of Christ, because we are trying to follow him, because we are trying to do the right thing, he says we should rejoice and leap for joy because our reward will be great in heaven. Not only in heaven, we will inherit the kingdom of God even here. We will have peace and joy when we pursue righteousness and pursue and insist that the good things and the right things be done. And friends, that is the only way we can transform and change the world as light of the world. We must insist on the gospel values, the principles of the Christian, of the Christian life, the principles of the gospel of the gospel. If we insist that these be applied wherever we find ourselves, in our offices, in our homes, in the marketplace, wherever, we try to insist and to work out that and insist that the principles of the gospels be obeyed or be practiced. Friends, we will transform the world. But in doing so, people will hate us. People will challenge us. People who don't want to cooperate will hate us. But Jesus is encouraging us to persevere because God is with us and we will be blessed. He goes on to say, Woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. Woe to them. What does that mean, the rich? Woe to the rich. These are people who have material wealth and pretend or claim not to need God. Plain to be self-sufficient without God. Friends, these are miserable people right here on earth because truly speaking, anyone who doesn't acknowledge his need of God is a miserable person. No matter how wealthy you are, there is an emptiness in each one of us, every human being, that can all be filled by God. So any rich person, materially, who pretends not to need God, indeed, woe to the person, because the person is already living a miserable life. But Jesus says, woe to you who are rich. Those who claim they don't need Jesus, only disgrace and shame will befall them. And indeed, their emptiness will continue to increase because they really need God. They are only pretending. And sad to speak, any poor person also who pretends not to need God, what are you telling God? Think about it. We all need God. So he goes on, but what you also who are filled now, for you will be hungry. People who think they are satisfied now, who claim they are satisfied now and that they don't need God, and are satisfied with worldly things and material things devoid of God, they will be hungry. Friends, in fact, such people are already hungry now. 
every true human being, every normal human being who has no God in his life is empty. That is the truth. They may pretend to be happy, but they are not happy. They may pretend to be joyful, but they are not because they lack God. Only God can truly fulfill our longing and our emptiness. Woe to you who laugh now, for you will grieve and weep. There are some people who are laughing at the poor of the world. People who are laughing and, and torturing people who want to live right. People who want to obey Christ. There are people who are mocking Christians now, laughing at them and calling them names. Jesus is saying that those people will grieve and weep. Woe to you when all speak well of you, for their ancestors treated the false prophets in this way. When all speak well of you, think about it. If Jesus, the righteous one, not all spoke well about him, and you are a human being on this earth, and everyone is speaking well about you, check your life. Let's check our lives. If everyone is pleased with us, there is something wrong with our lives. It means we are not living truly the gospel values. Friends, by the very nature of the Christian life, anyone who truly wants to live the Christian life and making a genuine effort, not everyone will like you. Friends, not everyone will like you. Friends, we are called to be true to our calling. And friends, when we are true to our calling, we will realize the truth of the gospel. Let us persevere in our faith. No matter our state, let us imitate the man with the withered hand. He was suffering, so to speak, but he didn't give up on God. Jesus is calling us this day to remember and to acknowledge him in everything we do. He is our need. In him we live and move and have our being. To be truly alive, Acts 17:28. To be truly alive is only in Jesus. To be to be truly living, to to truly live this life in peace and joy, with persecutions in addition, we must live in God. For in Him we live and move and have our being. We must allow the word of God to be put into practice in our lives. And that is precisely what the responsorial psalm is talking about. It says, listen to me, daughter, see and bend your ear. We must listen to the word of God and put it into practice. That is the exhortation Mama Mary, our Mother Mary gives to each one of us. That is what we are called to do. We pray that God will open our minds and enlighten our hearts to pursue Jesus and only Jesus in everything we do. Remain blessed. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. May we rise and present some intentions to the Lord. God bless you. And remember, we are only rehearsing how to live heaven here on earth.